You're listening to Once, episode 345, Homecoming. Hello, and welcome back to Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Jeremy. I'm Aaron, And we're here to talk about homecoming, not a dance. Also, not what happened in this episode. <laughs> well, I guess like one character. <laughs> that's, that's a great point. <laughs> that, what, who, who, who's homecoming? Um, well, like at no, the end. He made oh, a homecoming. no, you're right. That's that's, that's really oh, well. Yeah, I guess at the end, one other character went home. Yes, yeah, Which that's was not Alice's stupid. Home. But we'll talk about that. At that the was end. stupid. Ooh, <laughs> this is going to be a good. Wait, listen to the end, you guys, because that's going to be an interesting discussion. <laughs> oh, <All right. laughs> uh, I am sure. Like I know you well enough from these like five years that I've been doing this podcast with you. To know that what I thought was stupid about that, you're also going to think was stupid. Oh, no, so. that's probably completely true. In fact, I yes, this, this is going to be fun. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, Aaron was thinking of this other thing. Like, wait, wait, nope, it's getting stupider the more I think about it. You're right. <laughs> so, as a whole, what did you think of this, really, the first hour of the two-hour finale? I hated much more of it than I loved. And I was really disappointed. Like I said, I just really wanted the show to go out with some dignity. And I, it still could. There's, like we've discussed for this entire season, they're basically just doing like one thing in one episode and then completely changing it a week later. So I, yeah. Yeah. So I hated a lot more of it than I loved. That's my official review. In a sentence. <laughs> uh, yes. And for myself, I would say that it's one that improved upon rewatching for me, which is always a nice surprise. I felt partway through, and I feel so mean saying it, I felt a bit bored. Yep. And I, I kept feeling like I was expecting all these big things for the finale and it just wasn't quite getting there. They were doing some interesting things and bringing some people back in some kind of unsatisfying ways. And I, but I just, I kept thinking, tick tock, dearie, tick tock. Right? <laughs> like it, it's almost, it's, it's just going by and nothing's really happening. And everything that did happen to me was so frustrating. They brought up, I mean, people who have been listening to me for so long know they brought up multiple things that I hate. Just just like every time they did anything, it was something I hated. It, it's I have a short list of of primary, I should say, of least favorite elements in the show. And this had at least three of like five. There was no yeah. burning red room, which honestly... No blood magic. No blood magic. And after all but these years... I do have a theory... <laughs> For how blood magic is going to come into play next episode. (laughs) That's fantastic. Oh, plus, really, that girl at the beginning could have been in a burning red room. They just didn't show it. 
Oh, that's oh, that would have been such a good way to include that. Well, that would have been hilarious. I would have known they were out to get me if that had happened. I'd have been like, why do we even have this burning red room? Oh, it's because it's Jeremy's list of least favorite once upon a time things. Okay. <laughs> but well, I, the- I guess I feel like after all these years, there are way worse things than a burning red room. I don't think I care that much anymore. <laughs> yeah. They didn't go to the underworld or bring anybody back from the dead. Like, what more do you want? <laughs> it's true. But yes, at the end, I was thinking, so now they have to do this and this and this and then get there. And then and then how's that? Like, I guess that can be really one minute of the finale. <laughs> but uh, why, like, why do that to us? Why? Why didn't Alice and Robin do what they were going to do at the beginning of this episode? And then we would have much more finale to look forward to. Yeah. At the very least, I guess I felt as if it would have been, like we keep saying, kind of awesome if there had been a way to show both episodes on the same night. Right. But I feel like if this was any other show, that would have they would have made that happen. But yeah, like like we said last week, they're not even updating like all of the media that they gave us was from a, a scene that was deleted from the episode. Yeah. They don't care about this show anymore. And by they, I mean ABC. I right. don't mean the writers and the fans and the showrunners and the actors. I mean ABC, the network, which is, you know, probably almost always the bad guy when it comes to things like this. Yeah, because it's not like Adam and Eddie are going to be like, well, we kind of think that not getting to show them both on the same night is kind of ruining the whole thing. But, you know, it is what it is. They're not going to say that. So right. <laughs> they might feel yeah. that, but... You know, that doesn't mean that's not like their mistake necessarily. Yeah. It's not like your parent stops parenting just because you're moving to college in a month. Right. (laughs) (laughs) College. Right. Right. (laughs) Not another realm. (laughs) It's close enough. (laughs) So we should talk about the beginning because I think there was some confusion perhaps on a casual first viewing as to which henry we were seeing yes we even got feedback that expressed well we got feedback as if that henry was wenry yes so <laughs> wish realm henry we should get this out of the way we can address all of that at the same time not only did Stiltskin say he came all the way from the wish realm and this Henry was also seeming to search for his story, which is why he left Storybrooke in the first place. But later on, Wish Realm Rumple, or Wumple, as I call him, <laughs> <laughs> confirmed to present-day Henry, adult Henry, that they had spoken at that time. Yes. So this was our Henry, which makes it even cooler when we see him riding on horseback looking like his grandfather. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice opening. Well, Especially I just wonder what's been... changed between then and then he, he's on August Spike again when he meets Ella. <laughs> um, and he's, yeah, he, you know, I, he must have gone back and forth with his demeanor and outfits and mode of transportation. Right. I did not. It's, is it fair to say that this Wumple is... <laughs> worse than ours ever was they seemed to be trying to have us believe that 
Okay. Because they literally said he was worse or more evil or scarier or something like that. I guess he's had more time and less motivation to change or more time to change and less motivation to change for the good. Is it also fair to say that he has the same seer qualities that our Rumpel has? Like he's able to see the into the future and know what's going to happen? Well, like the Dark One was in our realm's past? I think that, and I'll get more into this in a bit, but I think that he should be, he should be identical in nature to the Rumpelstiltskin we know. Okay. So with, then he... With the yeah. exception of the fact that he has had relatively small number of additional years to be locked in a cage and just the dark one without bell and crazier. Right. But his nature and his abilities, they should technically speaking all be the same. Hmm. Which we'll get, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. They should technically. We'll we'll (laughs) jump that realm when it's Ah! convenient for the show. Oh, how did we not see it sooner? Realms, Um, sharks, you can jump whatever you want as many times as you want. (laughs) My only rant about that scene, the flashback scene, like whatever, it was funny to show him trying to get the girl and then he's didn't get the girl and whatever. Friend zone. Friend zone. (laughs) (laughs) But what annoys me is he did not make a deal with Rumpel and Rumpel in present day is using that to be like, Oh, see, you should have made the deal. Well, no, because the only reason he needed to make the deal is because now you're causing him to need to have made the deal. (laughs) That's true. Right? Like, it's not, it's not, it's not seeing into the future if you're going to be the one that causes the demise. I see what you're saying. You Like, he basically just is blackmailing him. You thought he was trying to imply that he had future knowledge, but in the end, he just made it happen. Right. Well, he may have made it like he may have had the future knowledge that Henry was going to say no. And right. Yeah, I'm not sure. I just I didn't like it. Like Henry is probably the first person that we've seen in this series not to say yes to Rumpelstiltskin's deals, even when they knew that it was going to come at a price. And he was very firm in his no. (laughs) Yeah. And he's still paying. He's still paying the price, even though he didn't make the deal. So right. I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I made kind of a <laughs> note, but I, as I'm thinking about it, it may actually be another timeline issue. I realized <laughs> that Wumple talking to everybody, anybody who listens in the middle of the podcast is just going to think that I can't speak anymore i can't say well, rumple i'm just <laughs> wumple well it's uh, not like wish well wumple hasn't accidentally come out a time or two during our live recordings right but this scene at the beginning could have been chronological because all our present day hyperion heights characters have been taken to the past and so henry called himself the problem is unless wumple was doing some time travel it seemed it, it seems wrong because he's here in present day he's talking to henry he's talking about having had the conversation in the past and yet 
young Henry was in Storybrooke like a day ago. So he couldn't also oh. be in another realm riding a horse already being acquainted with a princess who's under a sleeping curse on oh, and no, on. I think they flashed forward from then. But then he but Rumple was referencing that as a past conversation. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just thought I'd muddy the water. At this point, it's sort of just cathartic, I guess. I was <laughs> like, I'm just going to put this out there. This may be cool or it may not make sense at all, but it's not going to make much of a difference for much longer. So, <laughs> Oh, I think I get what you're saying now. Right. And yeah, it doesn't make sense. It definitely muddies the water. Unless Wumple came the long way around and he really had that conversation, but didn't go immediately to Hyperion Heights. Well, that doesn't make sense either, because then he would have had to be transported back in time with everybody else. Maybe, but you know, time tra- realm jumping is so easy <laughs> for him. Maybe time travel is too. Right. I mean, he that 200-year-old curse to find his son in the mm. same land that he's jumping to and fro right now. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. I did like, like, if I can say, like, one thing that I liked about this episode there are like a few but like the main one was like when everybody was happy in hyperion heights for four and a half minutes right (laughs) now i will throw in a side note jiminy's journal in the chat is saying something about a scar showing us that it is wish realm henry at the beginning i'm just gonna say i will leave that margin for error but if that's what they were trying to communicate it was not done clearly <laughs> yes <laughs> so yes on to happier they times were, <laughs> yeah they were pretty specific at the end when rumple was giving his villains monologue <laughs> i sure thought so <laughs> that he had offered the deal to real henry or as i'm calling him renry <laughs> renry <laughs> renry and then because <laughs> renry did not take the deal he then went to Wenry, Wish Realm, Henry. Yes. Perhaps he was referencing a conversation I don't remember, but I don't know where there would have been time for that. Unless they just cut it out and decided to just confuse us all more. True. (laughs) A a deleted scene. (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time. Nope. Aside from the other problem with the fact that Wish Realm, Henry should only have been in the wish realm, yada, yada, yada. Anyway. <laughs> right. Oh, yes, of course, of course. He Like, he's not moving around. But that would be very confusing. Yes. This is very confusing. It is very confusing. And, yeah. But, yes, the very happy four and a half minutes in Hyperion Heights. <laughs> <laughs> it was very happy, except for... Nook and Alice, and then it was devastating because everyone else got to be so happy, and they're still cursed. And I feel like with Gothel dying, that should be undone now. They should just get to be happy together. Hmm. That phone call was so sad. Because they kept calling it poison, but she didn't poison his heart. She cursed his heart. Yeah. She just kind of magicked his heart, really. They've gotten very lazy with the magic in the last few years. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. 
I feel like the last season magic made sense was, I want to say the frozen season. That's when it started going <laughs> downhill. I liked all the little touches at the beginning of that scene. The hot cocoa with cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I the weed killer. <laughs> Which felt like a Gothel reference. Yes. But I laughed when Jacinda said she liked the plant sprig. I was like, did you guys just not know what kind of thing you were going to stick in the drink and so you generically wrote plant in the script and then forgot to change it? Like, wh- wh- what do you mean a- I like the plant sprig? <laughs> I didn't even catch that. It's nitpicky, but it was little things like that that kind of, I think, also set the tone into kind of an a discolored frame of reference i'm mixing metaphors and terminology but you get the idea it there were things there was even i didn't write it down because i thought i wasn't gonna nitpick but now i feel nitpicky there was a fairly severe grammatical error just spoken right out there like like a singular when there should have been a plural it was very strange and there were just little little pieces like that kind of throughout I'm assuming it wasn't Lucy who said that. It was not. <laughs> okay. Because that I could like understand. <laughs> but, uh... Grammar is hard, Jeremy. Do you know how many people don't know the difference between Y-O-U-R and Y-O-U apostrophe R-E? You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> beignets were prominent in this episode and they're you know i think their character development has been very strong yeah it sounds like they might even have magic that tray was the biggest one we've ever seen that's true it was a very big tray (laughs) why is it suddenly common knowledge that beignets have magic (laughs) (laughs) like did drew go around telling everybody that facilier used the trust dust to kill nick (laughs) Uh, if I didn't know better, I'd say there were little things in this episode for us. <laughs> More than just like my hate list. There's like, <laughs> they said such funny things in this episode. Well, I still think that the Buffy steak was for me. So right, I would agree with that. They must have said beignet like five times. In 40 minutes. <laughs> In three different contexts. Right. <laughs> well, they're struggling with the we are both. And how else are you going to solve that but by stress baking? That's right. Regina is still calling gold gold. Regina, bless her heart. She <laughs> has been through so many realms and she is now like three or four at least. Plus, she's witnessed as a third party like another her in Rhonda. So she's real confused. In the same scene, she called out Samdi and Facilier. That's true. I did notice that, but I felt like when she said Facilier, she was like getting down to business. Like, where are you? But since he was never cursed and she never (laughs) knew him as Samdi, it frustrates me. (laughs) Yeah. But you know when your mom like says, Jeremy, Jeremy. And then says, like, Jeremy Fleegon Laughlin. <laughs> Laughlin. I just said your name wrong. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, you don't say your last name anymore, so it's hard for me to That's remember. That's true. I lost it. No, not really. 
it just felt it felt like extra baggage the way that we do our intros now. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it felt like when Regina said, Facilier, I'm talking <laughs> to you. I forgot your name's not Sam D anymore. Right. Maybe she just saw the name on the door and so she just said it. Maybe. I wasn't really sure I understood what had happened to Rumpel. <laughs> did did he get put into the wall? <laughs> I don't understand how Wish Realm Rumpel is stronger than real Rumpel. I don't get how he does anything. So is it Wumpel and Rumpel? Yes. I think so. Because Rumpel is Rumpel and Wish Realm Rumpel is Wumpel. Because as I said, I don't think to follow the Nook pattern, I don't think Numpel sounds very good. <laughs> True. It is fun to say, though. But if you say Rumpel, it's like rip. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Well, that's appropriate for somebody that we're going to talk about later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So, but Wumple is apparently stronger than Rumple. Well, and he's still on his love is weakness and he's infected train. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's a whole you that thread you just pulled out of the middle there just unravels the whole ball of yarn for me. <laughs> like it was interesting to hear him make the love is weakness thing. That's a good old school reference. But what's the whole reason that he cares? He doesn't want Rumple to give up his power because their power is linked. Who says? And how would he find Why? that out? absolutely that makes zero sense (laughs) right uh yes 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 it's so there's there's the side of me that's like it's almost over it's it's almost like when someone's leaving or they're very sick and you just don't want to say anything bad (laughs) it's sort of like that but at the same time i'm like look these little elements are taken away from my enjoyment. And so I want to make sure I highlight them and take away from all of yours. <laughs> just kidding. It's just... will destroy you if it's the last <laughs> thing I do. <laughs> I will destroy your illusion that this show makes any sense if it is the last thing I do. No, it's... We'll pull out all the bad stuff and then we'll, we'll look at the good too. And then there is some good in here. It's all going to be a dream. Yeah, that's right. At I least hated, season seven. <laughs> I hated when you said last week that what if everyone still cursed and Regina won. But actually, at this point, <laughs> I feel like that could be a really good idea. The the classic Evil Queen theme starts playing and Regina's got that look on her face again. Oh, I need to hear <laughs> that theme again, though. I hope yes. we get to hear it. <laughs> That used to be a I... ringtone on my phone when this specific person called. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> I have a, cr- not a crackpot theory. I have an actual theory that I will share later about what may happen next week that resolves some of our uh, complaints. Okay. I'm looking forward to that part of the podcast. As far as Rumpel's power, both its nature and its source... He it's can just nurture. Yes. Like forget easy portals and the proliferation of magic beans. He can just send people to the wish realm 
like blowing and out he the can candles just poof was back cool. and forth himself. Yes. Blowing out the candles was cool. Cupcakes are the first once upon a time food. That is true. And Henry very overtly explained the reference before they blew out the candles. So that was kind of nice for people who were just joining the program. <laughs> or for Jacinda, who might not know it, but probably should. Well, that's true. Now that he is aware that he's not actually a famous author who wrote this story himself. <laughs> so he can just, he can send them. And then they, they stopped probably two or three times to make sure we understood. No, no. An entire world was created by a wish, and they're all very, very real. Uh huh. <laughs> so I can't decide if I am happy or very upset that what I've said was the natural consequence of that decision is actually happening. We did get feedback that you would be happy that they at least finally referenced that Regina killed Snow and Charming. Yes, I am happy. That because, yeah, I've said the whole time that if this is real, then there's a really tragic version of Henry out there who should be really angry and bitter. And Regina killed real people. And that is all true. Do you think they were like listening to the podcast and they were like, oh, yeah, that'll be our finale. Right. (laughs) I, I don't want to think that, but it almost feels like that because it feels forgotten it feels like an afterthought i think an angry bitter young henry except that maybe just because jared gilmore wasn't on contract for the whole season would have been a very interesting villain i don't know that i enjoyed him as the villain tonight but i agree that he could have been a very good villain yeah yeah, i'm not saying it would have gone well (laughs) it's just (laughs) i don't know it's it's strange to bring it up at this 11th hour or 21st hour, as the case may be, because the implications should be for Regina so deep that it seems like it will be difficult. I'll go ahead and say my theory. It seems like it will be difficult to resolve in the final 42-ish minutes unless somebody uses the author power to undo that action and bring back the Charmings from that realm. I don't... But I didn't think they could because you can't bring back the dead. So, but the author brain can do. Anything. But maybe it can. Like, yeah, it's so. <sighs> but but yes, I I don't know if I've made this super clear in the past. Maybe I have. The author pen itself, that whole thing, the author is on my list of things that I don't really like. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it either. I just wasn't. I'm not a fan of the power that it, like. it has so much power so much power like it's more powerful than Rumpelstiltskin and probably Blue Fairy combined and it doesn't even have like a fail safe on it it doesn't even have like Mm -hmm. that only the author can hold it even like why was he able to poof it out of his hand Mm -hmm. you can't just poof the dagger I don't believe Mm -hmm. like you have to actually get the dagger in some way I don't think like other Rumpel obviously couldn't just poof Right. The dagger from real Rumple, oh, because true. otherwise he would have just done that. Mm-hmm. It almost should be that thing where it has to be like given up voluntarily to work. Right? There's some there's some show that that was a thing. I can't even remember what it was. Yeah, I think there are several reasons that the pen has always bothered me and the idea of the author. 
And I think if there's a thread running through all of my pet peeves, it's lack of consistency. And so the author and the author pen bother me because they never have clearly defined truly what it is. Sitting down in random places in the woods and writing out what's happening around you is an interesting way to explain the creation of the book, but also seems like a really uh, slavish job, I guess. It's almost like the author is compelled to just write this down. He's got the power to change it, but he never should do that ever. Then why does he have that power? Yes, what a weird power. And what does Henry do? He breaks that rule every single time he gets a chance, no matter who is older and wiser and more powerful and tells him not to. And so he always strikes me as super unworthy of this power because all he does is abuse it. Either for, well, it's always for good or what he sees as good, but he's so reckless. It drives me up the wall. And so every time the author has come up, it's like this collection of, like the only limiting factor on how the power is used is that everybody's going, oh, but you mustn't change anything. And Henry's like, I do what I want. So it bugs me. And then when someone does finally use it to change things, quote unquote, the biggest example we had, it actually didn't. It just trapped them all in a book. But yet, some things were changed in the real world. None of that ever was clear enough to have a sort of automatic fear of what is to come if someone gets a hold of the pen or the power or whatever. I think it you lose out on a lot of easy foreshadowing if you don't have consistency in your plot devices. Well, and to me, I'm not even worried about Alice's guardianship because all Henry or Wenry, what is it? Yeah. (laughs) All either one of them has to do is write, it was all undone or whatever he wrote in the original. Yeah, because that's there's precedent for that. Um, Or just under the line, the guardian power is no more. Just write JK. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I, I liked Alice feeling it and realizing that that something was different and they needed to go do something about it right now. Yeah. I was wondering why they were sitting around in the first place, but we'll, we'll get there. (laughs) That is if anyone ever even knew they left. I was surprised she knew they left. She knew where they were when she said she needed to go help them. She said they must be in trouble in the wish realm. They must text each other when we're not looking. Yeah. (laughs) One inconsistency well, because it, it was strongly implied that they just went through Tilly's stuff and found the mirror. Yes. And that was an <laughs> inconsistency <laughs> that bugged me because I don't believe we have ever seen a looking glass in this series once proper or it, the spinoff once Wonderland that brought anybody anywhere except for Wonderland through a looking glass. Like the other side of the looking glass was always Wonderland. That is how Alice got there. That is how Anastasia got there from the Enchanted Forest in Once Wonderland. That is how Cora got there. That is how Regina got there to go save her dad. Like other, there were other ways to get to Wonderland being the hat. But the only thing, if I'm not mistaken, the only... Thing, a looking glass, the only place a looking glass has ever gotten you to is Wonderland. And now suddenly it can get to a wish realm that doesn't even really exist. 
And it made the exact same portal as a magic bean does this year. <laughs> right. And before they always went through the looking glass. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing that the actors in the show are so fun to watch. Yes. They're so good at what they do that it makes up for some of these oddities. I didn't expect to have many complaints during the final two episodes because I thought they would just be kind of fun. And I think that's also affected my overall impression. Just, I don't know that my expectations were too high, but they were, they were not in the realm of just having a laundry list of pet peeves. <laughs> right. Well, here's another thing I did like about this episode. They brought back some of our favorite villains in ways that we don't necessarily have to discuss. We can just say like, hey, it was really cool to see Peter Pan in his yes. rightful place. In his rightful place. <laughs> yeah, I I do. The, the, the nerd in me needs to step out for a second and say none of those people should be there. Agreed. Or exist. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> DeAndre sent some feedback kind of questioning some of those things. Uh, he actually mentioned some specific episodes and, and some details I'd forgotten that of how people stayed various ages. But the one that bugged me the most that he mentioned is that Pan should be dead because he never acquired the heart of the truest believer. So unless there was some other way of keeping him alive, right. he should be dead. The other problem there is that that would imply that the wish created not another realm, but an entire universe of realms, including Wonderland and other places. <laughs> and Neverland. But actually including Neverland is really what I was getting at. <laughs> because if there's another pan presumably, especially that age, presumably he went to Neverland, but a different Neverland because there weren't two pans running around a Neverland. And so that's just real messy. Real, like it's, it's beyond wish realm messy. Yeah, I To agree. have people from other realms duplicated there. So yes, anyway, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Do you think that they just did an open call to every single actor that has ever, like, do you think they just posted a notice on Forgotten Character Island and they were like, <laughs> guys, we're filming the finale between like X date and X date. Who of you are able to come back and we'll find a spot for you? So like Granny was only available that week. And so that's why she was in last week's episode. And then Ariel was like, nope, I'm good for whatever date that the finale the pre-finale is <laughs> and so they were just like okay well we'll make hook have this like beachfront property that's super cluttered don't mind the mess um so that he can call ariel and like place where booze go to die <laughs> <laughs> and then when he turned the trident into a fork i was just like this is amazing because it's <laughs> ariel with a fork I in her hand didn't even I'm get sorry. that that's fantastic a dingle hopper <laughs> No, I liked seeing all these people, and they did get some good lines in. Yes. Ariel goes, many years and pounds have passed since I last saw you, Captain. <laughs> and then she's so afraid of the Dark One who, like I said, turned her fork into her trident into a dingle hopper. Right, even though he looks nothing like his Dark One version. 
Oh, yeah. I guess mermaids are good with faces or something. Yes. Unless that's, <laughs> maybe that's Ariel from our realm who really lives in the sea that connects all the lands. <laughs> See, that would actually be kind of better in some way. If, well, except she has, oh, yeah, she can change whenever, can't she? I think so. She's like the ruler of all of the seas in of all of the realms, apparently. Because couldn't he just go like go to Storybrooke and get us help, right? Yeah. Except I think they still don't want that. Well, <laughs> timelines. Too bad. They don't want to mess up the timelines. Yeah. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> Maybe that's what always happened, you guys. Don't you remember Ariel showing up? <laughs> Yeah, making it a legit realm, I feel there should be certain differences. I wish they hadn't implied so heavily that it was not a real realm when it was new. (laughs) Because now that we know it's a real place, how do you explain Wish Robin? (laughs) Because he was the wrong age. Yeah, that's true. I guess they would probably say that there's nothing that makes those two concepts mutually exclusive. It all kind of actually, (laughs) in a funny way, proves a lot of what I always used to say, that it made no sense that Regina and others would suddenly just expound all upon all this knowledge that they suddenly had of a situation and of magic. And I'm like, where did you learn that? You're just assuming. You don't know that. So maybe this is a good way of looking at it. Maybe that was all... Maybe I was right. Maybe she really can't know those things, and she made way too many assumptions about the wish realm. Yeah, that's true. That could be a loophole. <laughs> um, something I think of often, but I don't think is a popular theory on this show, is something Henry brought up. Like, do we really need to sacrifice Jacinda and Lucy for him to get a happy ending? Like, does he really deserve that? Because he hasn't even really done anything. It's not like he's, um, you know, like made up for his sins. Like he's just trying not to do bad things now so that he can get to Belle. Has he really undone any or even apologized for any of the bad things he's done in the past? It, it does seem like given the storylines that have come through this show and the way that things tend to be set up, that he would maybe need to make some kind of a self-sacrifice to get to Belle. And yet that rings a little hollow, if I'm not mixing my metaphors too badly again, because he's done that in one of their other series finales. (laughs) (laughs) And so... The idea that, uh, what if, well, plus who, who does that walking around saying, I've got to find a way to sacrifice something, maybe myself so that I can get to the one I love. Nobody does that, but I think that that might actually end up still, it still could end up happening. It would just have to be done carefully to not seem like they were just repeating the end of whichever season that was. <laughs> but what if, so here's like a novel concept that I, mo- I know might blow people's minds, but when he's... what if being a hero isn't about that big, huge, flashy sacrifice? It's about these little things that he never seems to get. Like he did, he got it with Alice and he did not sacrifice her life. Like her, yeah. he did not burden her. 
the way that he felt burdened. That was like one of those little choices that he made that was for like the greater good of one person, not of the whole world, like of one person. But now it's like he's back at square one again because he's not willing to do it for Jacinda and Lucy. But maybe he is because maybe he is actually protecting the world because I can't imagine it would be a good thing if Wumple gets all of the power either. Right. But that's not seemingly his motivation. His motivation is getting back to Belle. As much as I wasn't a fan of Squid Ink... (laughs) I was relieved that his whole proposition was false, where he was saying, ah, maybe giving you the dagger and the power and the darkness is, is the way, because then I'm not burdening someone who doesn't want it and yada, yada. And the whole time I'm going, dude, he would still be like the dark one. You know, that's a bad thing. Yeah. And then it turned out he was just going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Which would yeah. that have even worked? I don't even know why that was a problem. <laughs> well, I that's what I didn't understand. Do they need him to get Lucy and Jacinda out, or did they need him to get them out? Oh, because oh. why couldn't our Rumple just be the one to do that magic? He has the same magic, he's the same person, right? As they very, very painfully made clear with Regina and Evil Queen, even though she wasn't Wish Realm Evil Queen, she was Skin of Evil Evil Queen. (laughs) Even though that was the case, they made very clear that they were the same person. Yeah, but I don't think... There's a little more difference between these Rumples, but they should be enough the same that (laughs) Rumple proper (laughs) could... You're right. He should be able to undo it unless they're back on the well, it's dark magic, and if he does dark magic, then... But he was willing to do that for Alice before the curse, so why would he not do that for his own grandson and great-granddaughter? And great why would he not do that now? It, it's, you know, it just, just the I say more telltale author trade-offs. I, his line, I finally realized the one enemy I could never defeat is myself. I guess could loosely be used to explain the back and forth with him. That seems to happen every five seconds. I'm good. No, I'm evil. No, I'm good. No, I'm evil. No, I'm good. No, I'm evil. (laughs) I'm trying to do good, but I'm still evil. No, I have a dark heart. No, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what to think at this point. I think that we have one episode left and it's written by Adam and Eddie. And so wherever the characters are in that episode is the truth. (laughs) I yeah I guess so. <laughs> Sadly, that's kind of where I am with it, because <laughs> so much of it feels just like maneuvering for the sake of maneuvering, and I'm not sure what people's motivations are. I'm just I they set kind of a stage for next week, and I'm just not sure what that stage really is. Everybody you know, apparently they, is in the globe now, except Regina. They set the stage, but unless you're in the front row, it's still really dark. <laughs> and you can't you can't see what they put out on it. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I also didn't like the implication that Rumples never had his story written. He's like, now it's time to write my story. Like his story's the oldest in the book. Literally. Well, <laughs> it's the oldest in the book we know. Yeah. The apprentice said that their realm hadn't had an author in a long time which I thought was a very odd thing to say unless it's going to be important. Uh, yeah, or <laughs> they just needed a line. Right. 
like uh, uh, something to account for the fact that the apprentice has been guarding the pen for so long. <laughs> Do you know what else he said that was so funny? What's that? <laughs> that is indeed a complicated story. The timelines alone could make one's head spin. <laughs> yes. It took me a minute to even figure out who he was, if I'm being truthful. I was like, is that Merlin? No, that's not Merlin. But that was from like that season, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't it remember. It took a while. I have that sound clip. I think we need to play it. Okay. <laughs> that is indeed a complicated story. The timelines alone would make one's head spin. Only a true author could weave such a tale. <laughs> which i was like at first i thought oh this is hilarious they're acknowledging it for us and then and then the the last little bit i was like oh okay that's just like patting yourself on the back <laughs> or patting someone on the back <laughs> maybe they'll release like a book that's just the timeline in the proper order the way the writers foresaw it and we're gonna just see things that we didn't see before that it's unlikely, but a very interesting theory. <laughs> I think I think the timeline has to exist to be released. I'm in the it doesn't exist camp. Right. <laughs> uh, Are you ever watching a show? This happened right after I watched Once Upon a Time because I watched another show that I watch. Um, <laughs> and they're trying really, really hard to fix a problem. And you're like, guys, like you're worried about this, but you need to be worried about that. And how have these people not thought of that yet? Even though, you know, the writers have thought of it and it's going to come into play later. I kind of feel like that's how we are with the show and the writers. Yeah. <laughs> but the writers haven't thought of it. Like we're <laughs> thinking of it. <laughs> yes. I think my secret hope for many years is that they might hear it and go, oh, oh, we should we should do that differently. And then I just, after a while, I just was so used to finding all the little things. And well, that's what we're doing. You know, season one, it was, it was, oh, that's connected to that. And look at that. And this is probably that. And now it's like, oh, where did that come from? <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And it, it's, it's sad, but... It's not the the intent. <laughs> it's to well, just be sad. The show that I'm talking about never got to what I was thinking. And so now I'm like, am I stupid? And that could not have worked? Or did they just not think of it? Like, how was that not the perfect ending? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite a higher than nerd moment, but <laughs> maybe. Well, in this show's case, it might have been a higher the science geeks moment it's a reality not reality but it's like it's not a show that has magic in it <laughs> it's not a reality show but it's based yeah. in real life i see i like how hard you're trying not to say what the show is i could just say it i guess but <laughs> station 19 guys oh i've never heard of it well, I thought they should have dug themselves out of the steel cage, not... Oh, you're like, <laughs> spoiler time. <laughs> I was like, I they, kept, they kept making this whole point about how they're like 
trapped in a steel box, but they never talked about the floor. And so I'm like, they never mentioned that she reinforced the floor with steel. So why wouldn't they just dig themselves out or like dig <laughs> themselves in from the other side? And that's not what happened. And so I'm like, am I just dumb? Like that I thought of that or would that have been like how real life would have worked? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I'll start my podcast on that show in a few weeks. (laughs) Just kidding. I will say, on my rewatch especially, I laughed out loud rewatching this episode more than some others in recent memory. I I think all the little cameos, they kept saying such funny things. Some of them not repeatable on this podcast, but they were things that made me laugh. (laughs) Yes, actually. I'm looking at you, Cruella. <laughs> I feel like I know exactly what line you're talking about now. Apparently, it's very difficult to clean Dalmatian. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was what I was thinking, too. Also, she says, I for, I don't remember the exact line, but she basically looks at Henry and goes, you wouldn't kill an unarmed woman, would you? And my first thought was, well, his mom did. <laughs> Which I I had to wonder if that was the point. Like, were you? Did you mean to do that? Like, please don't open up that wound. But that was pretty funny. That would have been for the like five percent of the people still watching the show that would even think to think that five percent of the people still watching, <laughs> or maybe the people still watching are, are the, the ones 5%. who have been there. We're the diehards. We are here until the end. That's true. But like my one coworker is still watching, but she probably doesn't remember that. <laughs> Rose is in the chat and she said she thought of me when Squid Ink happened and laughed out loud thinking about my reaction. Um, that was actually <laughs> spoiled for me because our really? uh, Jack, who writes our show notes, put little spoiler, <laughs> but Squid Ink <laughs> in our like private messenger group. That's and funny. I was like, I'm not watching it. <laughs> it had to come up again, though. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be that I would get tweets and things maybe of sympathy if Squid Ink was mentioned. Yes. I think we got some Twitter stuff too. <laughs> I guess I famously hate it. I, it. I Just as I would almost say that it's become enough of a consistent thing as compared to some other devices that I don't mind it. I didn't love how it was used in this episode. I don't love how it wasn't consistent like he was frozen for a lot longer when it was originally used on him well and there was an actual magic effect like i'm starting to wonder if some of the visual effects people have already been dismissed yeah the part i noticed that at was when ariel appeared yeah it was a terrible visual effect but Uh, I really do feel like I'm speaking ill of the dying because the show is ending, but, um, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it was, it was odd that he just froze and it was just apparently from contact because then Rumple sort of took the thing in a handkerchief. So like he didn't want to touch the squid ink that I guess he put on the handle of the dagger or something. Yes. I, I was like, I didn't think that was how squid ink worked. Yeah, he signed a contract in The Price of Gold. Yep, and I will never let it go. That was the first big retcon, which is why I hate Squid Ink. (laughs) It was the quill. 
the spells were in the book. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. So we already thought of how the burning red room could have made a cameo in this. Yes. I think that blood magic could be used to get them out of the globe. Like blood magic. Well, so I could be misunderstanding blood magic, which is possible because I think the writers do too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If the people who created it misunderstand it, I'm just thinking, does it really exist at all? Right. If Rumpel's (laughs) the only one who, if Wumple is the only one who can get them out, perhaps that's because of blood magic, which would assume to me that our Rumpel could get them out using his own blood. Crackpot theory. I get it. But (laughs) Jeremy doesn't like my theory. Well, I'm trying to remember where Rumpel is, first of all. Rumpel. He's in the globe now, yes? Right. Yeah. That was more my theory before that ending happened. Which, there again, I'm a little surprised that Wumple can do anything to Rumple because he may be, maybe it's just, I guess there is precedent for that, that the Dark One's magic is all dark and so he shouldn't use it at all because he's trying to resist the darkness. But he used it. He tried to choke him, didn't he? He did. So. I know. (laughs) I roll. Those others didn't know that. This one does. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I I think my favorite visual in the episode was as Rumple went to stab Wumple and Regina opened the door and it went from dark to light. The light overcame him and he froze. I thought that was very well done. Very poetic. <laughs> yes. I guess Rumple's eternity feels eternal again. Now, <laughs> uh, because the guardian power is no more, according to a pen that could very easily undo what it wrote. But yes, uh, mind you, he doesn't know that he wasn't present for that part of the series where mm, neither one of them. Right. So there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> two terrible Henry's in one place. Because what this episode <laughs> reminded me is that I haven't liked Henry as a character for a couple of years. I just forgot because Cursed Henry is better than Uncursed Henry. Right. Uncursed Henry, well, to sum up his attitude, and with a direct quote as he was being warned about the pen, I know all about it and I don't care. Yeah. That's, that's Henry in a nutshell. And it has been for like a season or two, except for Cursed Henry, who I actually liked. Oh, that may now have been Henry's just... attitude since birth. <laughs> Maybe it just worked for him when he was a little Ten, kid yeah. saving a town full of his family and friends from a curse. By eating a poison thing that you knew was poison. <laughs> Good point. To prove Good a point, point to your mom who was trying to run away. Good point. Yeah, I've not ever been Henry's biggest fan. Uh, I did like Cursed Henry a lot. I even liked the flashbacks last week with Jared Gilmore all grown up. Yeah, that was fun. I did just think of a theory, though. So we haven't talked Crackpot about this or yet. normal? <laughs> um, probably a pretty reasonable theory, actually. If Alice and Robin 
are going to Storybrooke in what is current day to them now, which means Henry is still there and is like about to leave on his big adventure, but has not yet left, then they could get that Henry from the past to come with them to the wish realm. And he could also use the author pen or he actually would have his own author pen. Yeah. That could be a whole thing. (laughs) Like if they're going straight to Storybrooke, do not pass go, do not collect $200. It is in the time travel loop, which means that it's not, going to be Henry all grown up there or Snow and Charming will not have aged very much. That's probably how they're going to, you know, get away with having any of the characters they may have from Storybrooke in the finale unaged. They can just bring Henry and his other pen. Actually, he doesn't even have to leave Storybrooke. He can just write it in his own book with his own pen. (sighs) Because there's okay, two author my, pens if there's two dark one daggers. I'm sorry. <laughs> my head is, I think I have, there are two brains now. I have two brains and they're from different times and different realms and they're arguing actually. And one depends on the other for reasons unknown completely. So if one shuts down, the other will too. They're pretty mad. Um, anyway, <laughs> those are my brains in case anybody was wondering what I was talking about so yes you boggled my mind i just thought of that i did not think of that until we were chatting because that could happen well and and so henry could save himself and him other self (laughs) (laughs) him other self him other self (laughs) could happen or they could just grab Emma, who's the savior, and Emma can save everybody. Mm, I don't know. I would like to address the the time, the pieces of the timeline that we can put together, and the time travel bit specifically. I know we got some feedback uh, about the age of Wish Realm Henry. Wenry. So <laughs> <laughs> Melanie asked. Why hasn't Wish Realm Henry aged? Shouldn't he be the same age as Henry? And DeAndre said that his biggest gripe was the fact that Wish Henry or King Henry should be the exact same age as our Henry. However, we know that they went back in time. The curse took them back in time. And our Henry is much older than himself. (laughs) The version of himself that is still in Storybrooke who is the exact same age as Wish Realm Henry. Yes. Those two are the same age. So when they went to the Wish Realm from Hyperion Heights, they did not time travel. They stayed essentially in their past and went to the Wish Realm, as if it were not confusing enough. So that is why you can have Henry in the Wish Realm, who is the same age (laughs) as Henry in Storybrooke, but not the same age as Henry from Storybrooke. <laughs> and and why at the same time you would still have other characters in the Wish Realm, magic notwithstanding, who are older because they were never frozen by the curse like the people in Storybrooke were. So there you have it. True. What we never understood 
was how Henry existed in the Wish Realm. There was a painting of Balefire as an adult, who apparently was his father in the Wish Realm, but I don't think we have any explanation for how Balefire, who would have still gone to the land without magic, ended up back in the Wish Realm. (laughs) And fell in love with Emma, and had a child with her. Yes, and then died, tragically, I'm sure. Right. Yes, because the point of divergence of those two timelines didn't occur until Regina was defeated in the Wish Realm right before she cast the curse. And so everything should be identical up to that point, including Balefire leaving hundreds of years ago. And so how did he end up back there at all, let alone the right age? And isn't the land without magic our world? Or does that play into my thought about a whole universe of realms, including another land without magic? So, yes, but Balefire was written into the Wish Realm when it was supposed to be fake. I'm sure it was supposed to be fake originally. (laughs) That's true. And that was always the feedback that I got when I said, like, oh, I really hope this show ends with them, like, going back in time to the moment where Snow had to give up Emma, her brand newborn baby girl. And it was so tragic and so, so sad. (laughs) <laughs> and why can't it just go back there? And then everyone was like, well, because that's not a happy ending. Then then Neil's not there and couldn't have met Emma and they couldn't have Henry and Henry wouldn't exist and like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they could do that. They could. It is highly implied that it would still work out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think we maybe hate that a lot of the character development we witnessed never happened. And the Wish Realm sort of implied that Emma wouldn't like who she was if that had never happened. Yeah, that's true. Meh, I don't care. It's just so funny. <laughs> it is just so funny that they picked perhaps the most problematic plot element they ever introduced. Problematic for them and for the fans who didn't seem, from our perspective and the feedback we get, didn't seem to be big fans of the Wish Realm ever. They picked that to embrace. Yeah. It's such a funny thing. So... Back to my theory. Do you think we're going to see two Jared Gilmores this week? That would be fantastic. He does have a twin, although she's a girl. So that wouldn't really work. <laughs> well, I mean, infinite universes, infinite possibilities. He would probably, he just would probably be good at like chatting with another Henrietta. version of himself. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so I just thought of this. <laughs> if we do see him twice like if there's two henry's and so really there then there's three i was just yes three henry's i just was thinking about the pilot and back in the good old days and i thought of this interview that jennifer morrison did and she was saying how hard the pilot was because jared gilmore she was like he's a kid and so there's like acting laws about how much he's actually allowed to work like there's labor laws and so apparently for like half of those scenes where they're zoomed in on her face it's not him like it's not jared gilmore that she's talking to it's just some random dude who was really short like an adult who was short who could stand there and be like the (laughs) double and so she said that was hard because like his cute little face isn't like staring back at me when i'm like yelling at him and um, I was hilarious. just like, well, they're making up for that now. No more labor laws for him. <laughs> <laughs> you can be in it all the time. <laughs> in fact, there's going to be three of you in the series finale. <laughs> That's great. 
right. You get to play two of them. Yes. (laughs) That's that's a fantastic possibility. Except when it's not. Except when it's not. (laughs) So... This has been very much like initial reactions, but so was this episode. I know. It um, was it was hard to define any separate plot lines. It was a very it was the most focused, unfocused episode we could have wanted. <laughs> if that makes sense. It felt like it was all over the place. But as I watched and tried to categorize themes and plot lines, I found that even when I thought I saw a divergence, they came back together like Yeah. Yes, they were separated initially when they went to the Wish Realm, but, and for anything, I want to call him Rogers all the time because he isn't Hook. But Nook and Rumple very quickly found Regina and Henry, but then they separated again, or at least Rumple did. But then Regina found Rumple. So it just kind of, there were side plots. Yes. Uh, and, but they kept coming back together. So the biggest side plot, I think, and I was going to ask you, do you feel like if they had gotten another season, they planned to do much more with Tiana and Naveen, or at least Tiana? Because I I feel like that was heavily implied in this episode. She was, I think, a close second in my mind to Alice as a favorite new character. And I loved seeing her struggling with we are both oh i'm comfort cooking that brings me comfort or it brings sabine comfort i don't know yeah am i a queen like that was good (laughs) but then it's like there's unless somehow they now go to the wish realm we might not even see them again like she just she kind of enjoyed who she was and even though it's different than zelina where the curse was kind of a vacation it's like Tiana was good, Sabine's good, but now she's just, she's been Sabine for so long. And, you know, yeah. I mean, she's ve- developed a very close relationship with the beignets. <laughs> and <was> also, so, <laughs> there was also parts that were implied that, oh, I'm a queen now. Like she knows she's a queen, but she doesn't seem to have that confidence. And we still don't really get to see how she became a queen. I can't imagine they're going to show us that in the next episode. More than likely not, unless they're able to kind of fit it in as a <laughs> one sentence, a setting for something else that's happening, right? In an important flashback, or depending on timelines, <laughs> something they're actually able to witness from afar because they are in the past. <laughs> Let's not have it be that one. <laughs> uh, there, there are a lot of interesting possibilities. I don't know which direction it will go i think it will be fun in the way that i thought the first hour would be just because of the way it ended well and i did mention this last week um about charms series finale where they literally did that they went back and got who they needed from the past and forward in the future to get who they needed from there and like a whole multi-generation of this magical family ended up being what was able to you know, win the final battle, not to use one slingo, but it came from Charmed first. And so (laughs) as much as, you know, the time travel thing is complicated, they've already gone there. So who cares at this point? And it was really, really fun. Like that was a really fun way to end that series because we had seen all those characters for years in flashbacks and in 
you know, when they went back to the past and they went forward to the future, they, we had seen all those characters. So it was really cool to get to see them all work together in the same time for once. Yeah. So some shows do time travel as though there are certain people that can just mentally handle it. And so they just do it and they're not going to adversely affect timelines because either a, they know how to not do that or B it would take something really major or C that's kind of just, that's whatever they do that affects the timeline. That's how it was always going to happen. So it doesn't matter. But then once what little they've done with time travel, they majorly affected the timeline. Some of the major elements still kind of happened. But technically, that first season we saw is not accurate. So, you know, I know there is reason to be a little afraid if they do go to Storybrooke and they're not careful. And at the same time, though, they have already affected the timeline or else this whole season wouldn't exist because future Henry told past Henry about the bean. We had this conversation last right. week where, yeah. like, I like the idea that it's just a continuous loop and he's always been the one to tell him. And so right. then it works. But if he didn't find that bean, he would be studying film in L.A. right now. Maybe. Potentially. Allegedly. Maybe. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We can't know what would have happened if he didn't find the bean because he did. Right. Yeah. Apparently... Nobody else is concerned about the difficulty of obtaining a magic bean, even once they have one. Ugh. Because we're just going to make a quick stop. I know. Like, wait, I was like, wait, you're really just stealing the food truck, aren't you? Because <laughs> <laughs> to go park it with the that bean beetle was given to you after an impassioned plea by the queen. To donate, to get you to the wish realm. And you're going where? And you're not even going to tell her. You're just stealing the food truck. But I mean, I, I feel like it's been established that Storybrooke has the means to create portals. This season has yeah, established not that so many times. I'm confused, but I've given up on that and I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fine. It's uh. I I thought Tiana had a lot of really good suggestions for what magical items people might have found, but clearly they had no time for anything more complicated than a bean. Yeah, a hidden bean, you know, hidden for a special emergency, hidden thankfully in his pocket, so he was able to just produce it there on the spot instead of having to go get it. (laughs) It worked out very well. Well, sometimes you just got to be quick with these things. Yes, I. Would you 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 know it's not like me to question anything at all, um, but <laughs> I would like to question the wisdom of taking a giant food truck with very poor gas mileage and very small tires into the forest into the wish realm, you mean yes, well, into the wish realm now obviously that's not where they went first, and maybe the intent was always. I mean, I don't know why the food truck anyway, just at all. I don't know. But at least they were going somewhere with roads. But as they were getting into it and saying goodbye, Tiana didn't know that. Yeah, so why true. was this not questioned? <laughs> Very strange. I assume that it is going to be their cover in Storybrooke. I assume that uh, that's a good assumption. I didn't think of that. I assumed they were going to fill the food truck with people to then go help in the wish realm. Oh, 
They could, I mean, they could do that. It's easier than taking grannies. Like, is that good cover though? Like it's no, a it's cursed not. land that nobody can get to. And plus Robin's going to already be there. Well, but how old? She should be. Because oh, yeah. this is only a couple years after the finale. So she's like a toddler. You're right. So, so I that's think she'll true. be fine. Oh, so we could see Zelina again? We could see Zelina again. I, I don't care so much if we see her again because we've already seen her. I would. You, everybody oh. knows who I want to see again. Charming. I kind of just want to see her wedding, which is weird, but like <laughs> there's no time. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I would prepare yourself to be, to be disappointed. Maybe we'll get a montage of fun where they're going from here things at the end and there'll be like a picture from her wedding or something. I don't know why we need that. I just want closure. <laughs> she went off to get married, but did she like stuff happens? I don't know. <laughs> Do you know who offers us a fun montage? <laughs> of closure? <laughs> I got nothing. Our heroes. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Our heroes offer us fun montages. They help us if we need to make our own fun montages. They help us if we need counseling because the word montage has lost all meaning because we've said it so many times. (laughs) Kind of like beignets. For this episode, we would like to thank Lisa Slack, Lisa R., James Kinslow III, and our 18 Heroes on Patreon. We... Thank you very much for helping us keep going, keep covering the costs of keeping servers up and running and keeping the forums running and keeping the episodes available. We're not done yet. We have another, we have the the grand finale. This is not exactly our penultimate episode, but we have some special things coming around the finale. We'll probably still do an unboxing of the season seven discs when we get those later in the year. So you can be looking forward to that. We may pop in here and there as well. And we want to keep the forums going and keep episodes available for download for those who are maybe even just starting once upon a time and listening along. If you would like to find out how you can become a hero and help us close out this series. I can't believe we're saying that. <laughs> Close out the series strong. Uh, head over to com slash hero. This seems like a good time to talk about our schedule and what yeah. we have planned. So I know we've teased it for like the last six weeks. <laughs> right. We've finally been able to kind of lock down what we're going to be doing as a podcast for the series finale of the show. So Jeremy and I are going to be doing initial reactions at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time this Friday, May 18th, directly following the series finale of Once Upon a Time. And if you go to oncepodcast.com slash live during the show, we'll be there chatting. So if you want in the moment reactions, that's where we'll be. Yes. I may not be chatting as much because sometimes my viewing is like 10 seconds off of yours or sometimes even more. And then I get spoiled if I chat. So we're going to have to see, but um, hopefully that is not the case for the series finale. Um, Interesting. And then 
we will not be having a podcast on Monday night, next Monday, the 21st. Yes, 21st. So we will not be having a podcast that Monday. However, that week, Hunter and Jacqueline are going to be recording their reaction to the series finale. Um, or a spoiled initial reaction, as I like to call it. <laughs> a spoiled initial reaction. Um, I'm so curious to know what their initial reaction to viewing the episode will be, knowing whatever it is they know. I think I'm going to go back and listen to, especially this season, all of their spoiler episodes, because <laughs> right. I... We never get to listen to them. Yeah, I feel like I hardly even know Hunter and Jacqueline. We've been doing this podcast together for five <laughs> years because I can never listen to their sections. And even when we played spoilers at the end, Daniel would be like, okay, spoilers are coming. And I would I would leave. I would leave chat right. because I was always unspoiled. Um, so yes, they're going to be recording um, a little uh, reaction for you guys that's going to be released the week following, and then we are not completely sure of who's going to be at our full discussion, but it's going to take place on Wednesday, May 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also at com slash live. Yes. So put those dates in your calendar. And wherever <laughs> you'd like. podcasts are heard. So put those dates in your calendar if you'd like to listen live and part like participate in the chat room. Um, and also just we're going to be asking for feedback for that big finale episode on the 30th. Yes, so you will have more time to get your feedback in. We will mention um, and it's not necessarily going to be feedback specific to the series finale, but it might just be series feedback. That's true. And highlights. <sighs> and yes, hopefully we get some past co-hosts to come and i know daniel's definitely uh gonna be jumping in for part of that and i think that's gonna be a great time <laughs> i'm looking forward to the full discussion me too yes as much as we complain about some of the continuity and details it's bittersweet to have it go it is <laughs> bittersweet. bittersweet and we will be you know announcing anything else via twitter and Probably just Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if we, if you missed the episode where we announced what feedback we might be looking for, just watch the Twitter feed so that you can, um, that's twitter.com slash once podcast to see that feed. I think a highlight of this whole episode was Rumpel's character development, because that's been a pain point for fans for years. As he's gone back and forth and back and forth, seemingly on the point, on the brink of redemption, only to be pulled back into his dark one self because once upon a time got renewed or whatever, for whatever reason. <laughs> and so we've gotten pieces of it. I mean, really, we've gotten most of that story, but really just through the flashbacks in the episode Beauty this season, we've seen that he lived really a large portion of a normal lifetime with Belle and just living a simple life, not doing anything with magic, really not giving into the darkness. And he's, he's really, he's demonstrated several times, except for that one episode <laughs> that he's changed. And he, his desire to not even burden someone labeled as the guardian with the darkness 
shows that he's changed. But it was interesting uh, to see him back at his hovel, which I'm not sure they used that word. They used it a lot in the past, <laughs> almost comically, but uh, his his dwelling from when he was, well, not just a child, but I guess where he hobbled himself. He hobbled himself at the hovel. <laughs> and as Keeper of Squid Ink puts it, Rumpelstiltskin's character has truly come full circle in terms of his character development. He's realizing just how far he has come from his coward days. Our Mr. Gold looks genuinely freaked out by it. I love this part of the episode. He almost went coward again, but stopped short of it. Our Mr. Gold has wisdom. The other does not. Let's hope he can use it to rid himself of that dagger without killing the peasants to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Keeper of Squid Ink also said... I'm still hoping our Mr. Gold will find his third way of dropping the dagger in Storybrooke's wishing well. He had tried it at the edge of Realm's Waters, and it didn't work. He may have been in the wrong place. I think that's an interesting theory. I think Keeper of Squid Ink has mentioned that before. The possibility that the wishing well in Storybrooke is the place. That's where he brought magic back into Storybrooke, or into Storybrooke for the first time. And there's been some implication that it was connected in some way to or had some similarities with the waters of Lake Nostos, things like that. So there there could be some truth to that or some, I should say, there's a possibility that that is a, actually the way it will go. I don't know. Yeah, that's possible. I wonder if Wish Realm Henry writing in a Wish Realm book with a Wish Realm pen can really take away the non-Wish Realm Guardian's power. Like, I know Alice felt it, and so that well, is enough to imply that she lost it. Is she a non-Wish Realm Guardian? Well, Hook was not in the Wish Realm when he met Rumpelstil- uh, Rapunzel, right? So he is of the Wish Realm, but she's only half of the Wish Realm and really, her other half is of Earth, because that's where Gothel's from. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the Wish Realm is just as real as you and I. Yeah, no, and that's fine, if that's the answer. I just, like, I don't Except agree for the Dark with- One's power. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with him not letting Alice fulfill her destiny, if that is what she's meant to do. So. Right. I understand. I get what he was doing and how heroic it was, but that's what she was born to do. And there's a part there again where it's like, you can't guarantee 100% that no one will ever get the better of you and become a truly terrible dark one. Someone might take the dagger and kill you with it and become the dark one And then the world has to deal with that. And you could have given the darkness over to the Guardian, but you didn't. Yeah. So is it really selfless? (laughs) Well, that's like one of those things I was talking about where it's like an individual benefit versus the whole world. Yeah. So maybe he is making the right call right now in not, (laughs) like, not giving over his dagger to save two people. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I saw a plot line that was zigging and zagging for 
hidden reasons and not just people sort of changing their mind over and over again. <laughs> but there again, in the final episode, which is all that is left, which is written by Adam and Eddie, whatever happens is where it lands and where it stays. <laughs> the buck stops with next week. <laughs> and we don't have to worry about flip-flopping anymore. That's true. And maybe some more things will actually make sense. <laughs> but mostly we'll probably just see some familiar faces. <laughs> yes. And then we can reminisce about that instead of complaining yes. <laughs> about the inconsistencies. I don't know. We'll see whose story they mess up. <laughs> I might have to complain, but I hope not. <laughs> <clears throat> One piece that is set up for next week that may imply there's a whole lot to cover is they brought out the prophecy about the boy will be your undoing again. <laughs> Please remind me, somebody remind me. I thought that whole thing was settled possibly twice over. Yeah, but maybe it wasn't. I don't remember there being ambiguity by the end. I th I want to say my mind's a blur. I might have to do a little extra research before next week. I think that prophecy has come up two times. I do know, yeah. I'm almost positive, that is what brought us the smash your grandson on the jagged rocks moment. That's 100% correct, yes. We all think of that. That was apparently pretty scarring for all of us, <laughs> watching Rumpel contemplate such an action. <laughs> and I... Yes, I honestly cannot remember at this moment. I think it was Bay. So that prophecy was originally presented to us in the episode Manhattan, which is when Emma goes to New York to find Bay for Rumpel as her favor from Price of Gold. And we that is when the seer delivered the prophecy in the flashbacks from that episode. And so they wondered if Bay could be the young boy or if it was Henry. And then it kind of ended up being Bay because he had to, like, because they were connected, remember? And that's how Bay died, so that Rumpel could live. Right. Something like that. I only do a podcast about I remember this TV it. show. <laughs> I know. That is that is how I feel as well. But it <laughs> it's not a detail at six because I'm pretty sure that prophecy has been redefined at least once since its introduction. Yeah, that we kind would of like definitely how I felt have about the hire the nerd. Yes, kind of like how I felt about the concept of the final battle. Yes, it came up at the end. I just wasn't always convinced that they ever meant it as more than a one-off line. So we will, since I don't think the topic is over, we will find out a little bit more. We'll brush up on our once history, our our prophecy history <laughs> before next week and before the finale. Cause I think, well, it, it could make it more fun. It could make it less fun too, but I still want to know what's been said. <laughs> and then there was the final scene, which someone in the chat room live on the night, this episode aired at the end said last 10 seconds greater than rest of the episode. <laughs> Does that make up for the previous episode? ruining everything in the last 10 seconds maybe yes i noticed especially on the rewatch that as they drove into the portal that took them to storybrook 
in the rolling bayou truck <laughs> that you could see the space needle in Seattle in the background. I thought that was a pretty cool shot. Huh, I didn't notice that. And then seeing entering Storybrook, such a comforting sight after all these years. <laughs> and by all these years, I mean months. <laughs> and by months, you mean we were there in the last episode. I mean, but we didn't see the town city limit sign. True. True. <laughs> and this is actually characters that we're currently watching going to Storybrooke. So it might actually be more than, you know, just a couple of flashbacks. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be close to a whole episode. <laughs> right. Close to a whole episode. So those, those that last scene, though, did you uh, did you like it or not like it? I liked it. I liked the possibilities that it opened for the finale. And then I just, the only part I didn't like was like, they tried everything to get this bean. Like Robin must know that beans are totally easy to come by now in Storybrooke. Right. Which they are in her future, but were they when she was a toddler? Yeah. She might not know that. (laughs) Ooh, I wonder, like, what if what if a toddler in Storybrooke ate a magic bean? You know how kids are always eating things they're not supposed to? Right. What would happen? I think that that is when you get, like, this new dark one that can just realm jump at, <laughs> at will. That's probably what happened, actually. <laughs> he ate a magic bean as a toddler? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, magic bean soup. Hmm. <laughs> it could be really good. We should try that out. That can be one of our our like things that we eat on Friday at the finale party that we're not having together. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a giant finale party with fans all over the world in our respective realms. Oh, Rose said real magical gas. <laughs> <laughs> and after seven years, it all comes down to this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh... <laughs> uh... So where are we going from here? Storybrooke, certainly. Certainly Storybrooke and just Wish Realm, probably. And I mean, I guess they have to wrap up things in Hyperion Heights because Tiana has queen things to do. She does. But is it not possibly seriously detrimental to the timeline to introduce the magic of Sabine's beignets to Storybrooke so long ago? I guess we will have to wait and see until next week. <laughs> I guess we will. Will the whole series end with the day being saved by beignet magic? I wasn't under the impression that they brought beignet magic. I just think they brought the truck. <laughs> That's probably more accurate. But Although Sabine did have, like, when she was cooking, there were big bags of what I was assuming was dough that she had already made. She always has extra pre-made. Okay, so she can just cook a lot of beignets and maybe that will get them back to their time. Maybe those are her queen things that she has to do. She has to figure out how to get them back to their time and their realm. That does seem like it would be an important thing for normal people. We did get either feedback or I just read it in the (laughs) chat that people didn't seem very concerned with getting back. No, they always do this. I guess I expect it now, and I expect it because of Regina's line saying, your curse may have brought us here, but this is my home now. Like, is it though, Regina? 
Like, is it Seattle of the past? That's your home? I'm not sure I agree with you. You're going to start to miss some people and some things, I would think. So what do you guys think about our theories? Do you think that we're onto something or do you think that they are, in fact, crackpot theories? Um, (laughs) This does conclude our discussion of this episode of Once Upon a Time. Uh, Please share this episode by going to oncepodcast.com slash 345. Share that link out. It really helps the podcast and it might help somebody discover the podcast that might start a rewatch and listen to all of the episodes. You can send us feedback. Uh, We're not going to be able to include feedback in our initial reactions, but we will be able to include it in our full discussion, which once again is going to be on Wednesday, May 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And our initial reactions are going to be at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time directly following the episode this coming Friday, May 18th. Please follow us on Twitter at Once Podcast, and you can follow each of us individually on Twitter. I'm Aaron, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. I'm Jeremy. I'm on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And you can follow Daniel on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis. Special thanks to our whole team of volunteers who helped to make this podcast possible. Jack for writing our show notes, John Buchanis for editing our episodes, Hunter Hathaway and Jacqueline for providing spoilers, Jacqueline and Matthew Paul for moderating the forums, Keb for masterminding our timeline, Daniel, Jeremy, Heather, Hunter, and Jacqueline for hosting the podcast. And until next time, you wanted your happy ending, now you can set it on your shelf. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode. If you would like to be a hero too, please visit oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.